Hello and welcome to episode seven of the Midweek Simplicity Podcast, where we get as practical as we can in living out biblical minimalism and practicing simplicity. Up to this point, we've been focusing uh, both on Sundays and in the Midweek Podcast on stuff. How do we relate to wealth and material possessions? How can we shed excess possessions and become more like Jesus when it comes to physical stuff? Well, today, uh, I want to transition a little bit into talking about time. And specifically, I want to shift from talking about simplicity of stuff to simplicity of schedule. But notice there's a strong connection between time and possessions. The more possessions you own, the greater risk that they will own you. And every single item that we own creates not only mental weight and mental clutter, but it requires us to interact with it. We have to sort organize, clean, use, maintain, in some cases ensure uh, every item that we own. Uh, In addition, the more we own, the bigger the house will need or the more storage units we'll have, which means we have even more to maintain and pay for along the way, which again means more work at home and more work at work so that we can get more money to pay for more and maintain all of our stuff. If your stuff could magically maintain itself and it didn't require your constant care or attention and maintenance uh, or longer hours at work, then it wouldn't be a big deal. But it does often require those things and so it does become a big deal. And thus, we can't talk about simplicity of schedule without talking about simplicity of possessions as well. The two are linked together. Uh, And many of you have noticed this intuitively over the last few months as you've decluttered your home or living area, uh, as you've decluttered your life and shed excess, you find yourself with more time for the things that really matter. So we shed excess possessions to gain time, but there's also a sense in which we want to look at our calendars and do to our calendars what we did to our closets. Uh, Put everything on the table, so to speak, uh, eliminate the distractions and the non-essential stuff, and then engage more fully with the things that matter most. And remember that our inspiration in all of this is Jesus himself. He has the clothes on his back, and that was about it. And as a result, he had time. He had simplicity of heart and mind, a single eye for God and his kingdom. He had plenty of time to devote to his mission and calling, uh, not only to the crowds and the disciples, but also to prayer, to silence and solitude and scripture reading. Uh, He lived the most full human life that's ever been lived. He lived the best life and he was free to live it because he had cut ties with materialism and many of the forces that seek to strangle our life with God. Jesus also had a clear sense of his identity and calling, and he arranged his life, his calendar, his time, and his level of possessions around that identity and calling. He knew what to say yes to and what to say no to 
based on his identity and calling, based on his intimacy with the Father. And our goal is to follow Jesus and become more like him. And notice that he was never in a rush. He was never frantic or over busy or rushed or hurried. And we want to become like him. So that's the heart behind what we're after this morning. Simplicity of schedule should result in more joy and less stress. It will bring greater purpose and clarity to your life. But the goal is always to follow Jesus and become more like him. And we have a unique call to do that in a culture that has kind of lost its identity, lost its mind, become consumed with materialism and the rat race and rush and busyness. So our goal is to break out of that, to allow Jesus to heal us and bring us into a place of freedom. And here's how I recommend uh, getting after this on the practical side. Uh, Four things that I'll mention today. First, eliminate stuff. Uh, Second, clean up your calendar. Uh, Third, eliminate distractions. And fourth, structure your life around that which matters most. And we'll take each one of those in turn. So first on the list is to eliminate stuff. There is a massive tie between stuff and time. So the more stuff you eliminate from your life, the more time you will free up for bigger and better things. Uh, That's more or less been the focus of our series so far. So I won't rehash the importance of eliminating unnecessary stuff or all the benefits that it brings. But notice that many people on this journey eliminate so many things that they gain a fresh clarity about who they are, uh, who God is calling them to be, what God is calling them to do. And it's not uncommon for it to result in changing homes or changing careers or drastic changes in lifestyle as we come into the place of freedom and clarity that Jesus lived. So don't give up on that journey of minimalism. Continue eliminating everything that you don't need that doesn't seriously add value to your life. And you'll find yourself with more time as you go. Uh, One of the problems or pitfalls of middle-class American life is that we can afford to bring things home that we can't afford to take care of. Uh, and, and I've shed most of my possessions over the course of the last year. I don't feel like I have much left, but I can still look around and notice uh, that one of the brake lights is out and our minivan and my tennis racket needs to be regripped, and my bike tire uh, needs air. And the list goes on and on. Everything that I own, even a limited number of items, they require uh, time and attention from me. And too many of us, honestly arrive at our place at this place where we uh, throw our hands up and say ah forget it like i don't have time i don't have time to do the things that are life giving i don't have time for god 
which is a, a weird statement. Uh, but I, I don't have time for the spiritual disciplines. I don't have time to invest in my kids. I don't have time for my marriage. I don't have time for the most important things in the world that will matter for eternity. Uh, why? Why don't I have time for those things? Well, because I have an oversized mortgage and a bunch of house projects to do and 300,000 items to clean and organize and re-clean and reorganize. Oh, and I've got credit card debt and I have to work overtime and my quality of life is, is kind of garbage, but I'm living the dream, right? At least I thought I was. Perhaps it's more like a nightmare. Uh, sorry, Jesus. Uh, perhaps I tried to serve both God and money and my heart went where my treasure was. Eliminate unnecessary stuff and you will find yourself with more time for the things that matter most. Number two on the list is that we take the same mentality that we've been applying to our stuff and we apply it to our calendars. Uh, remember a month ago, when many of you uh, physically took all the clothes out of your closet and dresser and uh, piled them up on your bed and then uh, asked of each one, do I need this uh, or does it spark joy or, or does this add value to my life? Well, essentially, we're doing the same thing with our calendars. We pull everything off the calendar, so to speak. We set it in a pile, metaphorically speaking, and we say, is this essential? Uh, is this in line with what God is calling me uh, to be and do? Does this seriously add value to life with God? Or is it just calendar clutter? I think it was Richard Foster who said, uh, you should place all of your time commitments in three separate categories. Uh, first is the essential things. Uh, the second is things that are important, but not essential. And the third is things that are just there. You do them for whatever reason, but they're not important or essential. Then he says, and this is ruthless. He says, eliminate everything from categories two and three and eliminate half of the things in category one. Just gut your calendar and focus in on a few of the most essential things. Uh, again, uh, in this process, it will be really helpful to have your vision or purpose statement in front of you, uh, answering the question, uh, who am I? Uh, who is God calling me to be? Uh, what is God calling me to do with the one life that I have? Write that down and put it on the wall and let it guide your calendar decluttering. Uh, but whether you use Richard Foster's system or not, the key is to declutter your calendar and your time commitments and refocus on what matters most. So, uh, for example... I got before the Lord recently and began writing out my priorities. Uh, given my limited time and the one life I have to live on earth, uh, what's most important? Uh, top of the list for me was spiritual disciplines. Uh, reading scripture, praying, listening to God, reading good books that connect me to the heart of God. Uh, that's at the top. 
I'm not really good for anything else if I'm not rooted in that. Uh, so that's number one for me is just building that relationship with Jesus. Uh, close behind that are time with my wife and kids loving them, pouring into them, doing fun things together. And I listed out a bunch of things uh, in the margin that I want to do with my kids before life uh, slips away. Uh, after that is my vocational calling at the church. And, and I wrote out some things that I feel specifically called to within that. Well, I feel called to teaching, to pouring into others, to leadership development, to equipping people around specific themes, that I'm passionate about. Uh, and then after that are things like regular exercise, connecting with friends and family. And last on the list was sort of fixing and upkeep for whatever living space that we have, a house, an apartment, whatever it is. And that's my order of priorities. Well, if that's how I want to live, if that's what matters most to me when I'm thinking clearly before the Lord, then my calendar needs to reflect that. My level of possessions needs to reflect that. And as opportunities come up before I just say yes and throw it on the calendar or say yes and throw it into the digital shopping cart on Amazon, uh, I, I can ask if it's enhancing who God is calling me to be or distracting from my calling and my listed priorities. Uh, many of us live with this massive tension in our lives because there's a gap between who God is calling us to be uh, what he wants us to do with our lives, uh, with our time. And then on the other hand, we have these materialistic dreams and all the commitments that we've made to other things, sometimes even good things, but things that God never asked us to do. So first, eliminate unnecessary stuff or declutter your life. Uh, second, clean up your calendar or declutter your time commitments. Eliminate uh, anything that's non-essential and even some of the things you think are essential. Get down to what you truly are called to be committed to. Uh, and third, you need to root out and eliminate digital distractions. And this one is huge for many of us. In fact, uh, most of us lose the majority of our free time, we're talking about hours and hours a day, to digital distraction. And the statistics on this are so sad, but the average American uh, is currently spending uh, five hours a day watching TV. Uh, that's 35 hours a week. And I've heard COVID numbers that are as high as eight hours a day which is over 50 hours a week. That's average. Uh, Americans also, in addition to that, on average are spending two to three hours a day on social media. And the younger you are, the higher your use, generally speaking. So there's a sense in which you could eliminate 90% of your possessions and you could clean up most of your calendar. But if you're still addicted to your iPhone or TV or Netflix or your Xbox, uh, then there's a risk that all of your freed up time will simply slip into that black hole that is our digital distraction. So as part of the simplicity process and specifically simplicity of schedule, we have to take on the great dragon of digital distraction that threatens to consume us. And the number one recommendation that I can make in this category is limits. TV 
and Netflix and Amazon and Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and a thousand others are designed to grab your attention and hold it as long as possible. Uh, those devices and apps will not limit themselves. Uh, they will always call for more of your time and attention because, of course, the more of your attention they capture, the more money they make along the way. So the bottom line is that you have to limit yourself. You have to exercise self-control. No one else can do it for you. And notice that the biblical call has always been one of dying to yourself so that you can live more fully. It has always involved limiting oneself as a means of spiritual growth. And one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is self-control. We can grow in Jesus through limiting the things that undermine us and distract us into oblivion. In general, self-limiting leads to growth and maturity, and self-indulgence goes the other way. It always undermines maturity. Self-indulgence leads to immaturity, and it undermines our integrity as well. It corrupts us one little decision at a time. Uh, and if you don't draw some line somewhere in the sand, then you will be consumed by these devices, and your character and maturity in Christ will actually be undermined in the process. So this is a serious uh, discipleship issue. Oh, and by the way, uh, when we talk about the spiritual disciplines or spiritual practices from the life of Jesus, uh, things that connect us to the heart of God and uh, bring us into uh, life that is truly life, the number one complaint that I get is, well, I don't have enough time for reading scripture, for silence and solitude, for fasting, for true community for time with Jesus in his presence, enjoying him. I, I, I don't have time. Really? Because you have time for four hours a day on Netflix and three hours a day on Instagram. Are you sure that you don't have time for Jesus? Uh, why don't we try shifting a few things and see if you don't find yourself with more time. And we make those changes through drawing a line in the sand, through limits. Uh, for me, uh, the easiest thing to do is actually just to quit completely. Uh, we don't have cable TV at our house, uh, so there's no temptation there. I quit social media completely uh, about four years ago. And uh, after a few weeks of withdrawals, uh, it's, it's been awesome. I've even considered getting a flip phone and ditching my iPhone, uh, but I also found that once I took social media off my iPhone, it instantly lost most of its allure. Uh, if you take social media off your phone and either quit completely or use social media on the computer in designated times, uh, you will instantly notice a change in your relationship with an addiction to your phone. Uh, and honestly, uh, the younger you are, typically the bigger uh, the issue you'll have with your iPhone and social media. Uh, but consider ditching some of those things or at the very least limiting them. A TV seems like an easy one, uh, sort of starting place is a thing to either ditch completely or limit. In most cases, it's not adding true value to your life. And uh, a lot of the things we watch 
aren't really edifying or uplifting or inspiring. We often will finish watching or binge watching a show, and at the end, we feel more distant from God, uh, not closer to Him, if we're honest. Uh, and so we have to just be sober-minded as we think about those things. Uh, my wife and I don't have TV, but we do have access to Netflix and uh, Amazon Prime video through family members. And so we set a limit for ourselves. Uh, we can watch one show or movie on Thursday nights, one show a week, and that's it. And because there's a limit in place, we don't waste time watching useless and addictive things throughout the rest of the week. It's not a constant debate every night. Should we watch? How much should we watch? Uh, and getting sucked into that over and over again. Uh, I don't even remember the fact that we have access to those streaming platforms uh, until it's Thursday night. And we say, oh, wow, this is our chance. If we want to, this would be a great time to watch a movie or to watch an episode or two of a show that we enjoy. Uh, but do your best to ditch or limit TV and streaming services to whatever extent that you can. Uh, when it comes to social media, it's definitely a mixed bag. Uh, by the numbers, social media is making most people feel more isolated, envious, and depressed than they would be without it. So by the numbers, most of us could quit social media today and be better off tomorrow. In fact, uh, most people experience an increase in well-being within four days of quitting social media. But I know there are some people using social media in redemptive ways or for your work uh, or to connect with and encourage other people who maybe would otherwise be unreachable apart from social media. And so I can appreciate some of those uh, redemptive aspects, uh, though they may be in sort of the minority of users. Uh, but ultimately... In order to navigate social media maturely, uh, we have to ask ourselves, honestly, why am I on social media? Is it to engage in, quote, idle chatter, uh, which the scriptures say we should avoid? Am I on it to glorify myself or find meaning and value there? Am I on it to get likes as the basis of a shallow identity? Uh, or am I on it for more meaningful reasons? Uh, you just have to be honest with yourself in that. Why am I doing this? Is this an addiction for me? Uh, is it truly adding value to my life? If it is adding value, if it's enhancing life with God and your calling, uh, then you can stay on. But again, you need to limit yourself. Put it on your computer instead of your phone uh, or set limits on your phone. Uh, what do you think is a reasonable amount of time to be on social media every day? Uh, 30 minutes a day? An hour a day? Two hours a day? Well, you can go and you can set those limits and your phone will warn you when you're close and then kick you off when you reach your limit. Uh, but I promise you this, you will be embarrassed how quickly you hit those limits because most of us have no idea how much time we're wasting on our devices. So ask the tough questions and make some tough calls. Are digital distractions uh, are truly addicting? 
And for many of us, it's taking the vast majority of our free time and awareness and attention uh, and adoration and, and really undermining life with Jesus, though it's painful to admit that in most cases. Uh, some other things that I've found uh, helpful for me personally in uh, is limiting or removing internet access on my phone uh, and also putting my phone in grayscale. Just having a black and white display is not only way easier on your eyes, uh, but it becomes less addictive to your brain. And you'll have to look that up on your phone and figure out how to set those limits or how to switch your phone to grayscale. But on my iPhone, I just hit the side button on my phone three times and it switches to grayscale and I can hit it another three times and it goes back to color. Uh, also, if you have an iPhone, you can just go to settings and then to screen time and that's where you can set your limits. So just open the settings icon, uh, scroll like six or seven down, whatever it is, hit screen time and you can go crazy and do some experimenting there. Uh, it will only work to your benefit uh, to start putting limits in place. Uh, and finally, when it comes to simplicity of schedule, we not only cut out excess possessions and excess calendar commitments and excess digital distraction, each one of which is its own journey, but we also intentionally structure our lives around the good, around that which matters most. We don't simply eliminate the distractions. We, we refocus from the center. Uh, we'll chat next episode about the Sabbath, but structuring our lives around the Sabbath day and making it a day of rest and restoration in God's presence, free of digital distraction, has been life-changing for our family. And uh, again, we have a hard limit around that day and we hold each other accountable. We prioritize the Sabbath and make it happen. Uh, if we can't get life's requirements done in six days, then it means we're committed to too many things and the Sabbath stays and something else has to go. Uh, but you can go beyond that and beyond the practice of Sabbath and schedule in other practices as well. Uh, if we're honest, most of us don't consistently read scripture or enjoy silence and solitude or take time to listen and journal before the Lord uh, or even fast or engage in physical exercise uh, or other things that, that we truly want to do uh, because it's not on our calendar. It might be a priority or a desire in your heart, but if it's not on your calendar, it's probably not going to happen. So experiment with that as well. Put silence and solitude on your calendar or times of prayer or exercise or Bible reading. Uh, if it's on the calendar and your life is structured around your priorities, then it empowers you to say no to other things. Uh, no, I can't get on social media right now. I have something better on the calendar. No, I can't commit to that volunteer job. Uh, I have silence and solitude Wednesday mornings. No, I can't go do that right now. I've scheduled time with Jesus, reading, listening, journaling, whatever it is for you. Uh, these things don't spontaneously happen, especially in a world where our iPhones are constantly screaming at us to be picked up and we don't know how to tell them no. I could give you an extra five hours of free time a day, 
But if nothing's on the calendar, then in all reality, it will probably just get absorbed with the same time-wasting activities that we're already engaging in. Uh, but ultimately, we have to recognize that we have one life to live. This is it. And what we do in this life is going to echo into eternity. Uh, how we live this life is going to affect our experience of eternity. Do we really want to waste it on Netflix? Do we really want to waste it on video games or social media or the 300,000 items that fill the average American home? Uh, I, I don't. I want to live a life of meaning and substance for the kingdom of God. I want to walk and step with the spirit. I want to know when I reach the end that I lived with my eyes wide open, that I lived as God was calling me to live. And I want to stand before him and hear, well done, good and faithful Instagrammer. You got more likes than any of your peers. No. Well done, good and faithful servant. You heard my call. You died to yourself. You have more waiting for you here than you could possibly imagine. Let's commit together to eliminating hurry from our lives. Let's commit to living for the things that matter most. Let's commit to less things but better things. Let's live full lives in the kingdom of God right here and right now.